It's another week with Sometimes Crypto. The Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Hey, what are you talking about today? Today is Today's topic is security. Specifically crypto security. All forms of security. Uh, different things that might go wrong with... Things that can go wrong. Things that can go wrong in your crypto journey. And and may go wrong. They, it, if you listen to this, we hope they don't go yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's very likely that some things of these might happen to you. Uh, our goal with this episode is to reduce that. I mean, not just with this episode. I think our goal is just in general. Is to, it's to reduce. Just to reduce, just to reduce that from happening. We've... We've seen a lot of losses personally um, through lack of experience and uh, yeah, best, lack of not knowing. Yeah, just the best way for us to service you is to provide you our prior knowledge and experience and try to make and sure. where we did and where we went wrong. Yeah, every because we we were well aware of the mistakes that we've made. It's too many to count at this point. Yeah. Well, well, however, they're not being made anymore. They're not being made. They happen once and they haven't happened again. At least we're, we're capable of learning. <laughs> we do learn and we get better. Yeah. All right. So I first started reading about security, like in crypto recently with uh, a specific company's uh, crime report. I used, I liked reading like research papers. So I went with uh, this company called Chainalysis. I think everyone who listens may may know who it is and if you don't know check them out on the webs on the website yeah it's just called chain analysis chain analysis all um, they do is follow they they like follow track, transactions they tr- yeah they track transactions on different blockchains and from all sorts of wallets everything mm-hmm. they do just that chain analysis <laughs> literally what the name says <laughs> um and they recently in february re- dropped a crime report on your one uh no fe- february Oh, February. My yeah. bad. Yeah. I said February like, like it was like two like, months like ago. Like it was like right there. And I'm like, wait. That was a while that was back. The, like towards the beginning of the year. That was eight months ago. That was the first quarter. We're, we're in the last quarter. We're in the last quarter and the last quarter is going not so good in no markets. In no markets. Yo. It's all because of the interest rates and stuff like that. But So what did crime reports say that you read? Um, So uh, illicit transactions are all-time highs. But uh n- their overall percentage of the crypto transactions markets are lower than than before like as in transaction total uh illicit transaction volume is is at an all-time high but the volume of crypto transactions has gone up so dramatically that even though the the illicit transactions are are high they're lower in ratio to not the percentage difference between yeah between how many transactions are being done and how much a criminal oh yeah exactly is is lower it's smaller even though there is more criminal transactioning correct gotcha correct so but isn't that like how everything goes the bigger it gets the more criminal activity that, that there will be well okay in this particular case it's actually i don't know if you would say it's more criminal activity maybe a little bit less because of the fact that it is a less ratio in terms of total transaction, still more than where it was before. Okay, a year yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. So that so in that case, total yes. transaction, yes, it is less. Mm-hmm. However, in, it is it is growing. Yeah, I think in most systems, uh, the the those illicit transactions would 
it would either stay the same or increase um, as volume would increase. Yeah. Not necessarily decrease. So it didn't decrease. It decreased relative to the amount of increase yes. we had in volume. Yes. So yes. it still grew. It still grew. But in total, it, it, illicit transactions grew in total volume, um, but it shrunk compared to, uh, to okay, illicit transactions increased in illicit transaction volume, but decreased in total volume of crypto transactions. Yeah. That's why I started reading. Um, Chainalysis has a great report. Lots of lots of charts, lots of graphs. Very, very fun to read. I like it. I think we'll put the report uh, in the link. I was thinking about doing that. I don't know if we can. Why? Because... <laughs> I don't know the copyright material for virtual analysis. It's not, we're not saying it's ours. It's, it's theirs. I know. The reason why I say that is because when for me to get that report, I had to like fill out like a little form. Like they wanted to collect some some information. So I filled out I filled out the form. What's the worst they can do? Take it down? That's literally what's the worst just take it down. Yeah, maybe. You might be right. Either way, chain analysis. Uh, we'll put the link to their website then. At the very least. At the very least. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that much. So you can go check that out. Yep. So when you were researching uh, today's mm -hmm. uh, topic of choice, where did you start? Where What was your like ideal, like, oh, this seems like pertinent information? um it's not so much what i looked up it's more so what is out there that people should be aware of and like just what i would call beginner mistakes hmm. beginner mistakes absolutely like not understanding that was a phishing scam or how in discord you can get dms from people oh connect this connect that yeah and then you right there, you give access to your wallet without having to give out access to your wallet. Yeah. Like we talked about last episode, not your keys, not your coins. Mm -hmm. uh, same applies. Your keys, it's what's important. Yeah. So what William's referring to is on Discord, people... Telegram as well. Anywhere. Telegram. Yeah, really. Any I, I get a lot of people coming at, coming at me at, on Telegram. They're like, hey, sorry to barge in on you, but we're in a similar group. Okay. Oh, I, I want to be getting that one too. I'm like, I don't know you. Like, I've, I've never met you. I'll just and you're it. not providing me any information. Like, you're not providing me with anything right now. So you're kind of irrelevant. But essentially what happens is people start, uh, would approach you seemingly friendly and helpful. Um, what their end goal is to un to get unsuspecting people to give them their keys yeah some form of access mm -hmm. to their wallet uh -huh. yeah some form of access to their wallet there's a uh, the most popular way that i've seen uh is through uh like linking uh linking the wallet via some third-party app and yeah. giving them yeah giving you access and then just able to Take the coins, take whatever, and just move it. Yeah, well, using your wallet, they'll just move it to another wallet that you don't have access to. Which, that that is one way of, of that they do it. Uh, another way that, it, this is more so moving onward from individual attacks, is mm -hmm. from, like, project attacks. Mm -hmm. it either be coins, 
Like pump and dumps? Not pump and dumps. I, like ICO attacks. Uh-huh. So that's more of a rug pull. Rug pulls. Pump and dump. Rug pulls. Rug pulls. Like how we had an NFTs, mm-hmm. how people would have an NFT that came out, that's coming out in a couple of hours. They would create a surge people buy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 10 minutes later, it's done minting. You click on the website and there's nothing. Yeah, there's no there's, there's no, no website. There's Everything's no website, closed off. No and all, the, all the funds were moved out to, to spread out through wallets and wallets and wallets. And there's nothing you can do at that point. That's exactly what happens. Uh, those are called rug pulls. R- those are rug pulls. Those are rug pulls. Um, I got caught in a rug pull one time. I don't know. I like the project. I still like the art. I'm going to be honest. I like the art and I like the project. I just don't know why they, con- I don't know why it's considered a rug pull. Like it still worked the way it's supposed to work. What project? Um, Come on. Well, you don't have to put the project on blast. Yeah. So it, let's not put the pro- no so projects I, on blast just because <laughs> why bring attention to something that we may or may not be hundred percent on. Yeah. So essentially what, what was supposed to happen was, um, there's X amount of, of these, uh, uh, profile pictures. NFTs. You're just saying NFTs. They're yeah. NFTs. Yeah. So there's X amount of NFTs that are supposed to be minted, um, but there's only a certain amount of time period to mint them. Once that time period gets reached, um, any unminted would not be minted. I know what project you're talking about right now. Yeah. So then, I don't know. Like right before minting started, someone says, "Oh, this is a rug. These people are are scammers and not not trustworthy." Okay. And then, I I hear that and I'm like, "Oh, this is someone who's trying to lower the overall mint count." Which which sounds good because like if there's less mint then there's more then there's more prestige to it like like less fair enough continue what so happened everyone lost trust in the in the in the project and the team and then instantly like the team after I I think what happened was the team either were truly scammers and left and dipped or they got so butthurt that no they were scammers maybe no no, no 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 <laughs> they were scammers. If they were not scammers, they'd stay around. They would have stayed around. Probably, yeah. Either way, either way, I like the art. I, I promise you. So, I like the right art. there, kids and listeners, it's a rug. rug. That's literally what a rug pull is. Yeah. There's, There's the Discord on that on that on that channel is still alive, and I'm still in there. But it's only like it's mostly bots, and yeah. it's mostly people just like talking shit about the the project. So the, what he just described is exactly what a rug pull is. There is a short supply. Mm-hmm. There's a crazy mechanic that's going to make the NFT pump up in value. Mm-hmm. And there's a short time to mint it. Absolutely. All of those were, were check marks check for marks. a rug pull. I want you to know that. To me, it was just like, oh, this this makes this makes sense. So I was like, this looks valid. So what you want to do is just do diligence. No NF, No true NFT project will have that short of a window to mint or short of a window mm. to do anything. Yeah, because a common thing for scams is usually like, oh, there's a, a rush. There's to get- a sense of urgency uh, created yes. to make you buy into the FOMO uh-huh. is what I've learned. That's exact. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So you have to be like, okay, you have to analyze this step, as step by step. Is this too good to be true? Mm. And if it is, or if you think it's not, Break down, go one by one. Okay, why is there a time frame? Mm-hmm. How long has the project been out? How long have they been marketing? Some of these rug pulls will put ads on YouTube. We'll put ads yeah, yeah, on yeah, social they'll, media. They'll spend they'll ads. spend the ad because they know they'll make it. Mm-hmm. They'll put billboards up and everything. I haven't seen billboards up, but <laughs> that would that, that I believe it. There's commitment to the rugs. It's, it, uh, it's yeah, they have to sell it enough so that others will buy into it. Absolutely. So that that is something. Since he said he got on that rug pull, I, I've given away my keys before. 
being naively. Naive. So I'll explain exactly what happened. I was trying to verify the NFT. On the Discord. On the Discord. Yeah, because so typically what happens is Discords uh, have like these private rooms for people holders, who, holders of the NFTs. Um, but there's like typically like a, a, third, a, a third party program a third party yeah. provider you have to link to. So I went, I did it through the actual discord setup itself, mm-hmm. but a, another chat never opened, never did anything. So on the discord itself in the general chat, I wrote about it. Like, Hey, what's going on? I did I, this. Yeah. I connected, happened. I connected my wallet to the naively, verifier. And then... ex- exactly. Naively. I, at that point in time, I didn't know you people dm you i knew you shouldn't i didn't i knew you shouldn't give out your wallets your, your, your keys the keys itself the key phrase the key phrase i also didn't know that's exactly what i was giving yeah that wasn't because what you what you told me wasn't the, you never gave them your key phrase I, it, yeah so what they sent me was a qr code your seed seed phrase the seed phrase seed phrase yeah and what they sent was a qr code so the way the interaction went down i was sent a dm oh i see you're trying to it was it looks it looked like it was from like a help bot. Like a support bot. Yeah. It goes, I see you're trying to connect. So I didn't know you can, first, I didn't know you can verify on Discord who's part of the team. <laughs> we, were, we were new to Discord too. I was, no, no. I was the newest to Discord. Yeah. He, I, he, I was newer than he was. He was just like, oh, bro, I need to get on this. On this. I was like, I need to join it. You know, joined in, did all that. Clicked on it. I'm like, yo, where, where's the thing? You can, you can, as for listeners, you can check on Discord. Yeah. On the right, you, who are the moderators? Who are the moderators? The roles. The roles, everything. So you know exactly who you're talking to. Also, in any chat for Discord, anyone DMing you within a the Discord group itself, take it with a grain of salt, be very skeptical. Yeah. Don't just share information. Also, never give keys. Keys are not needed for anything. Back to the story itself. They were they, they made it seem like they were helping. They were like, I see that you need help doing exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, he's here to solve the problem. I assumed. Yeah. So I did it. I scanned the QR code. I immediately, and it was a night, and I go to bed. And I wake up in the morning. I check my NFT. Still there, because I had a feeling. I got scared. I'm like, yeah, still yeah. there. Everything's good. Uh-huh. But you know when that feeling doesn't go away of worriedness? Check back a couple of hours later. Gone. Fuck. It's pain. Pain. Yeah, being robbed is not. Being robbed sucks. So tough, tough, expensive lesson learned. Yeah. Don't give your keys. Take everything, any messages with a grain of salt. Also reach out to the support chats in discords verify moderators verify everything that goes for telegrams twitters instagrams everything anyone dming you that who's who claims to be someone or, or work for a specific support team verify yeah we reach them reach out if someone reaches out to you be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you up on twitter just to make sure this is you like be look like look forward to this yeah, make it if, like- if they're really being nice and like actually help try and help, they'll likely reach out. Granted, use multiple layers of like verification. Ask someone else because that person might just have another Twitter account. Yeah. Also impersonating the person. The person. If it's a verified person, make sure they're verified. If it's a verify, if it's a blue chip NFT, verify it's a bl- it's a blue chip. Mm-hmm. All these things are verifiable. 
highly recommend checking. Yeah. If anyone's curious, be skeptical. Yeah. Take everything it's, in crypto in life with a small grain of salt and be. This is this is what the whole like cyberpunk movement is like. Cypherpunk is like don't trust, verify. Just make sure that what's going down is actually going down. Like it's actually legit. So I'm gonna ask the question because we have to. Mm -hmm. How much did you lose on that rug pull? I think it was like eight hundred dollars. I don't feel like saying my number anymore. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. He like, made me feel hurt. It wasn't that crazy amount. I feel like we're. If we don't have questions Look, of how much we lost, I'm gonna be honest with you. At least, at least it wasn't a board ape. Because <laughs> if that, that is, if that happened to me with the board ape, I'd probably like cry. I, I was going to say end it. <laughs> I don't think... I okay. say end it. <laughs> also, kids, whatever money you do lose, you don't need to end it. Yeah, that's actually true. Just make more money. Just make more money. Just make more Just money. Make more. So the NFT I bought was $3,000. Yeah. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, it was there, and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. So this episode, we might title it How We... How We Lost. How $3,000 How three thousand dollars disappeared. Yeah. How 3K vanished. How 3K That's how it vanished. That's one way. That is a form of phishing. They're just looking for people vulnerable who don't know to take advantage of, which we tell, I tell you these stories and so does Alex. Mm. So, so it doesn't happen to you. So we covered rug pulls, discord. Yeah, that's a discord attack that applies for everything. So we haven't talked about security. So, okay. So how do you protect your coins and, and digital assets? So there's, multiple things that you need to be worried about like I said multiple things that you should be aware about um the first and most important thing is how you store your seed phrases um your seed phrase is the first that those 12 characters those 12 words that you're given to you whenever you're creating your wallet first things first never store them on a computer on like a pc laptop do not store it on the cloud those are very vulnerable, very, like lots of access points, like that someone might be able to hack into it and find it or get it. Um, the typical way that people use it is using uh, pen and pen, pen and pen and paper, pen and paper. I don't know if you can write pen with pen. No, no. I was going to say pen and pencil. No, you said pen and pen. <laughs> um, so essentially, I was uh, preferably pencil over, over pen because uh, graphite lasts longer than ink. Um, but essentially it is write it, write it down on a piece of paper and make sure it is in a safe place, like in a place that no one's going to find it or seemingly not going to find it. Um, in that specific sense in storing your seed phrase, uh, there are layers to this. Like you could go up a notch and storing that on a, uh, steel plate with the, the words, um engraved into the steel plate uh steel plate obviously has a high temperature resistance rest rest resistance shouldn't be able to be bent um so it doesn't it's a thick plate dog yeah they're they're good yeah yeah they're, they shouldn't be bent shouldn't shouldn't be burnt no rust those are obviously more durable than paper because the thing is with paper is that if it's accessible to damage for water and fire um while the steel plate wouldn't be anyone listening thinks this is a little bit of a headache it is yeah oh yeah so it's supposed to be so yeah so the thing is with security is the more friction the more secure yeah the less friction the least secure mm -hmm. 
typically how it works. So you want you want to have for when you try to store like what we would consider storing assets that you don't want to move for long term has to be the most friction available. Yeah, most friction. You want it to to white. Oh, so here's another thing that people should definitely do. Um, white. Before we go there, continue on from on the seed phase. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's finish so, up. Okay. Let's wrap that one up. Okay, and we'll so move on to, uh, the the thing you want to talk about. You get that steel plate. Essentially, keep it home, or or find a plot of land and dig a hole and in it. And literally, I, that's one. Of, that's that's people, actually a method people use. People do that. Uh, you get sp- people. So I actually, you, you told me something one time. I was like, "Oh, that's ridiculous! Don't do that." I, I, you did. I when I said split the split the three split, phrase. Split the phrase. Um, so there's like a, a method in doing it. So like you split it into three parts. So you need, um, two of the three different uh, pieces of paper or like yeah, inform pieces of information to be able to access to be able to access it. So you could get, um, like you could get there's like different ratios: two to three, three to five, and then eight to eleven, I believe. Um, you get a certain amount of those and start splitting them up amongst like different locations or different areas. So if the time comes, you could always just like just go to those places and collect them. You get one more thing. You can also encrypt the words themselves that the secret is into a uh, acronym of sort. Yeah, you could in- you could do your own encryption. Exactly on top of what it already is. There's layers. It's supposed to be a very frictional process because you don't want anyone at least with this specific one you want it to be the most safe because it's ideally protecting long term mm-hmm. highly valuable you're you're this is this is money that's not moving every day yeah this is for the cold storage type yeah your say your ultimate savings account your ultimate savings account continue with which what so with the, what you wanted to say so then the next thing after you store your seed phrases which with with whatever level of security you deem fit um i would suggest getting a like an actual hardware wallet mm-hmm. to store the that would sign any transactions um off uh without being connected to the internet yes. there's an air gap um reason being is because signing transactions there might be some like fuckery put in where the keys are accessed yes so a cold storage will make sure uh, cold storage device, uh, hardware. Oh my bad. A hardware wallet. Uh, I'm trying to use the right words. Right terminology. Yeah, hardware wallet. A hardware wallet would be cold ideal. Cold storage meaning it does not connect to the internet itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just cold. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not connected to the internet. Uh-huh. So once you have your hardware wallet to make sure your keys are stored offline, not your seed phrase. Your keys are stored offline, and your transactions can be signed safely. The next thing would be to the thing I would recommend would be to whitelist wallets for based off of the ones that you already have, where you will be only able to send to those accounts. Yeah, so addresses. Uh huh. Exactly. So uh, your cold storage, you might only have like two, one or two whitelist for your cold storage. Maybe one. Yeah. At, at yeah. The better. less, the less would be the least, least, demo, the, least, least amount. Better. Yeah, the least amount better. Um, so that you know that if someone does get access to your to your to that cold storage one point yeah there's only one point that's going to be able to go out to and ideally that's going to another to the another wallet that you use that you also have only only have access to which in this case would be like i would say it would be like a a warm wallet a hot wallet um a wallet that you would typically do more transactions with um 
yeah, a wallet that you would be using more so for everyday trading or that you're going to be you hold NFTs when you trade or sell them or just where you stake certain things. That's where you have your staking accounts, things like that. Yeah, not your exchanging everyday type of ordeal. Um, once once you get a whitelist for your wallets, then now you have like a path in which those wallets can those funds can be moved into or out of. Um, in terms of wallet security and your transactions, that's kind of like the best way. Like just set up a some whitelist. Uh, next thing that I'd say you would should be aware of is any connections that your hot wallets are making any permissions that they you are yeah like when you giving. buy an nf like when you buy on um on open sea on open season exchanges mm -hmm. what access you allowed mm -hmm. when you can when you when you gave your signature yeah exactly so to allow access yeah so whenever you interact with a website your wallet is going to say oh dude you want to give this access this website access to your wallet in some cases it's only used to verify that you have a specific nft but in in some cases you might be so essentially the attack here would be a a false uh, spoofed type of website where it's meant to replicate another website that you're trying to verify your nft on and it looks like the original website and you give them permission but by giving them permission you give them access to your to your wallet so you have to make sure in this particular case that you're on a trusted verified website where they you're got, on the correct website. you're on the correct website. you made sure you clicked the link on their verified pages that you went directly from the source and that you checked what permissions you're giving them off so how do you check for these two specific things to verify you're on the right website first things first i'd say is stay away from any google ads like on the top like whenever you do google search yeah not says, the ads. don't do the ads ones because you can pay for that exactly um Look for like the typical, like right below that official one. First one, SEO is pretty like these companies know what they're doing. Or check on their, on their Twitters, dis, uh, discords, they'll Instagrams, find, everything. yeah, they'll find, they'll give you links to their official website. Check multiple sources always. Yeah. You find it on Twitter, find it on Instagram, find it on, on, on discord, on Telegram, discord. wherever you are, uh -huh. make sure that they match up. That's the making sure you're not on a spoofed website or like a copy pasted type of website. Second thing would be the permissions. Whenever you are going to connect your wallet to that specific website, it's going to give you a, a little prompt saying, oh, do you want to grant this website permissions to use your wallet? Click the more info button, read that, try to make sure that's honestly i've never clicked that what does that show you that's more technical that's it like, shows you the code right yeah the I'm issue assuming. the issue is it is more technical it's not very it's not plain english there is that's like kind of like one of the hurdles that we have right now so what you can do is because I, I i i was told about this is depending on where you are it depends really how worried you should be if you're making a purchase through OpenSea or these exchanges that are marketplaces regulated by governments for the most part they are very secure I'm not saying you should trust them wholeheartedly however there is more a level of comfort the risk really comes in from third parties that you we are not verified a thousand percent on bigger companies bigger corporations for the most part 
have to be more trusted in those cases, not, not trusted by us, but trusted by the government to do the right thing. Because if any fuckery does occur, they have to deal with those consequences, not just the people's consequences. But like, and also if it's a very big purchase, you can look for someone who can read the code, understand and, and explain to you in plain English, oh, this is the action they are, they're going to be requesting. Also, you can, from purchases you have done, you can also go on um, websites that, that that you put the account in, your wallet address in, and it'll tell you what it, what has been approved and you can remove access from there as well. Yeah, there's ways to see what... Which we'll probably have a link for one of those as in this episode so you can check it out as well. I don't know any of those myself. Actually. I have one. You got one? Okay, that's cool. I, just, I didn't click on it today. I didn't really look into it. I don't transaction very often with mm. NFTs, so mm. I didn't. But that it does do it, which it just reviews any tokens and contracts that you have given access to. And you can just remove them, get remove yeah, the access. Something that if you're like an avid NFT trader, that might be something. Or to, user or yeah. things of that nature. Highly recommend checking where done trading. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, I think that covers like a good amount of like your base, um, base security. Uh, there is a, right now I'm thinking about a specific scam that happened late, early last year. Yeah. Early 2021, I believe. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but on Twitter, Twitter, I did see that scam. I mean, we talked about that scam. It's that a phishing scam. I saw that. But it was on a larger scale. I saw that live. I, I was like, there is no way this is actually happening. It's a, the, I think the listeners should remember the Twitter scam. That, I don't remember when it happened. It was in 2020. It was last. Um, it wasn't this year. It had to be. It was had, the year before. Yeah. It was It was during pandemic. I'm not mistaken. 2021, 2020. A couple, early in the year. Minimum two years ago. Oh. The, out of nowhere, all these verified yeah ver accounts. verified accounts on twitter specifically um, the two that i remember wait. there's two people that i remember i don't remember any other persons but it was uh bill gates and daddy elon oh yeah N those were the two main ones but it was not just that there was other superstars who also yeah it was multiple people because yeah this was multiple mm -hmm. i only follow elon so i only got elon's but i I did see that multiple accounts got hacked and basically what they did was a very simple scam. Actually, this scam, I'll tell the story, happened with one of my friends. It was a hack. It was a hack. No, yes, yes. It was a hack that went into a scam. That went into a scam. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> There's two parts to this story. It's a hack that goes into a scam. And the hack wasn't even in, really an internet hack. It was 2020. Okay, July 15, 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. So what happened was... Out of nowhere, a bunch of Twitter accounts said, send me some Bitcoin. Yeah, so this is another scam that you'll probably find, by the way, in other places. You'll find a scam everywhere once we once we tell it. Is you send me some Bitcoin, I'll send you a larger sum back. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember how much they got scammed, but I think Elon's within like the hour it was up, got scammed out like a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. So the way this hack happened from what I remember was... It wasn't that the the Twitter accounts themselves were individually hacked. It was someone in Twitter who ran passwords 
got hacked and then because he got hacked and he had access to that he was they were able to then log in to all these other accounts yeah so barack obama bill gates jeff bezos everybody everybody else somebody got hacked and they were all the same yeah send me some bitcoin and I i'll send you a that. larger amount back actually you know what looking at this i'm reading i'm reading up on, on it a little bit more i think i haven't i can't confirm this yet but i was thinking about some someone who went to ucf that that did a hack i think it might have been this one that was like there's no way i went to that school i was like that that person i was like this these people are wild but that's what they the, the hack was they were able to log into twitter's into one of a twitter a twitter employee's account from that account gain access to the rest of the to everyone else's twitters and then they were able to scam people out of a x amount of bitcoin yeah so uh which you should not believe that anyone who tells you that's a lie because yeah that's no one trading. is gonna give you free money like that's just not not free bitcoin in that way like not that way not yeah. in send the sense me, of me, i'm gonna see send yeah, me a little bit i'm gonna send you more it doesn't yeah, work like if that they're gonna give you something they'll just they'll give, just give they'll just give it to you our mission is just like alex hermosi is give you shit for free <laughs> yeah for the most part add value add value hopefully this adds some sort of value yes we do have long tangents in between the important information and we hope to get better at it so there's oh the hacker for the that's sort of graham clark of tampa oh from tampa it was a floridian baby yeah, yeah, i'm telling you he wants i'm i'm I, like I, I, you I, went to school with this guy i i likely this guy went to school with him likely oh, oh. it's a possibility it could be in your graduating class no he, he no wasn't. he wasn't because he was still in in class oh you're still in school with yeah, oh so one of my friends account got hacked on Instagram. Like they got into his password. That account slowly started to get changed. What I mean by that is within a, it first DM'd me before it started changing saying, oh, I gave this person X amount of money, $500 in Bitcoin. They sent me this amount back. They sent me screenshots and everything. But I knew this guy. I know who I knew the person personally. And I was like, you would never give no one money. You? never the minute he started telling me i'm like yeah yeah sure 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 okay bro i left it at that i'm gonna tell you the funniest thing that account slowly started changing adding more pictures of not him it added a new profile picture of someone else it slowly started to become oh a, i a actually saw account. that happen to someone i saw that happen to someone also dude wild yeah straight up crazy yeah well you just see someone's i actually i was having a conversation with someone from my high school on twitter I mean, I don't know, it's a social media platform, and I was like, at least, I believed I was having a conversation with someone from... Oh, you're not sure? No, no, I'm certain that it's not. Oh. <laughs> at this point, I'm certain that it's not someone from high school. Why? Because the way the interaction went down, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do this, but first you have to make sure that, like, first I was like, send me a picture of you, with, like, putting your pinky to your nose or something like that. Yeah. And then... And then the person replying is like, are you serious, dude? Like, you don't trust me? I was like, no, I trust the person that y you say you are, but I can't confirm that you are that person until you do this. So you were skeptical from the beginning. Yeah, yeah I was skeptical. Like, Why I was were you skeptical? Okay, so like I, it's a post that they, the person was putting up. It was, okay, so specifically the post was, oh, I'm getting into Bitcoin mining. I put in $1,000 into my friend's business and the next day I got 10000 I was like, look, 
I oh I, that was very similar to the DM I got. Yeah, that was, was my like, exact same. I was DM. like, I know mining, very well how training. Bitcoin mining works. I was like, this is not safe. So be careful. I told I was like, be careful with what you're putting out there. And then she, I get replied back saying, oh no, it's fine. Like I do this all the time. It's a very trusted person. I was like, okay, cool. Some that person hits me back up like two two days later with a different story about something else. And then I was like, "Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds cool." I'm still like, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is a, this is a, a person I, in high school who got, like, who fumbled somewhere in life, <laughs> is what I was thinking at first. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, it happens. Like, let me just give them the benefit of the doubt and like see what 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 venture they're in now. And then like the venture just kept on getting scammier and scammier, and I was like yeah sure just prove it to me that you're you and then i'll totally be on like i'll be a hundred percent on it like just because like it's it's someone that i knew and like even though like i was like i don't remember the conversation it was already a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago so i was like now nah, once the person said oh i'm not gonna say like seriously you're like nope i was like yeah you're you're a bot you're 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 compromised so yeah everyone be be safe out there in this digital world we live in at the moment mm-hmm. you it's hard to trust things take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt yeah so that whole like um send me bitcoin and i'll send you so yeah it doesn't, doesn't double the bitcoin that there's who says yeah give me a dollar and i'll give you back two that's doable that's that's with like contract terms it's like interest like it's like yeah lend me a dollar and i'll pay it back but like there's you typically like some some type of collateral not always but yes right yeah is there anything else you want to hit on any topics um so we also mm-hmm. something we we, we want to i want to mention is we were talking we've talked about specifically individual protection individual attacks not mm-hmm. projects or anything like that separate you know oh that you're saying that we're yeah we also haven't talked about like like uh yeah, i don't remember the avalanche hack or what was the hack like for 600 million 600 million yes dude was it avalanche it, it, it seems like it's avalanche it's like maybe one of those also that was like a couple months ago at this point Oh yeah, probably more than that at this point. Um. Well, like, yeah. So, whenever you're interacting with uh smart contracts, smart contracts are vulnerable. Um. These are this is code written by people who are, who can have mistakes and their code might have bugs. Um. There are literally pen testers who dedicate their lives to testing out this code and breaking it. That's how they make their living breaking the code um so anytime you interact with this you 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 open yourself up to some types vulnerability that's that can't i can't really say that's like goes into like operational security uh, as like an individual it's just more like you're you're kind of like taking you're taking a risk in some type of investment that you're trying to pull put into get into yeah, there's risk for everything. So, like, just if you're going to invest in some type of DeFi protocol or smart contract, you have to be aware that there might be some bugs associated with that. And if you're willing to put in whatever X amount of money, that you are likely, that you are very likely to lose that money, like, assuming that it gets compromised. Did you read about the BNB bug? The Binance bug? 
No, I haven't. I haven't heard a few. Well, this. Let me see when I wrote this. I don't remember when I wrote this. I think it was like two days ago now. It was probably on Monday. It was a hacker stole. The, the way they wrote it was they stole hundred plus billion, million dollars worth of BNB coin. So this is how it happened. BNB runs on two blockchains: the Beacon Chain for simple transaction and the BNB Smart Chain for contracts. The hacker exploited a bug in the bridge between the two chains, creating 2 million BNB out of thin air. Then the hacker used that BNB that he had into a DeFi protocol and took out $100 million worth of stablecoin loans. I see. And then from those hundred million dollars worth of stable co- stable uh, stable coins, he distributed more into other wallets and other wallets that he had. And because of this attack, I'm reading what I wrote down. So the BNB team wants to add a governance structure for the BNB holders in regards to what they will do next for the recovery of the stolen coins. Also, they're saying the hackers might be North Korea. Who hacked the Binance. Who hacked the Binance chain as they did as they hacked uh another chain a few months a, back. A while ago. They're saying it, it might be uh North Korea who did some party in North Korea hmm. who hacked Binance chain. Not saying it was North Korea. Let me be a little diplomatic right also tether blacklisted the eth uh tether blacklisted eth wallets that were the 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 stable coin were sent to oh yeah yeah anyone who anyone who receives money from those from those wallets is instantly gonna be like so that's that's a different conversation by the fat f right what well no from the blacklist had their blacklisted them oh tether okay so those are not like they're not they're no longer stablecoin okay so they're no longer being able to do transactions on the chain on chain on chain okay by by tether yeah so that comes that's wild that is the beauty of of all that it's like you know, these funds were obviously... so what do you think about censorship in crypto like how their tether just did and how they're doing with tornado cash so the whole thing behind the censorship is if it's coming from a distributed network then the network chose it like distributed network the network chose it correct yes in a not distributed network like tether I don't necessarily like it. Yeah, it's seems... because we hope it's for the good, but it doesn't necessarily have yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of how like BlackRock uh, stopped allowing. I think it was in UK withdrawals from certain. Actually, okay, now you bring me into my next point uh, for crypto security uh, as on a personal level. Yeah, if you're going to be using exchanges have multiple accounts on multiple different platforms and don't store too much of your on any one of those on... don't leave a large sum yeah. in any one of those accounts yes so it's like you said 
these uh, exchanges are typically centralized. And if uh, there's a crash to try to make sure that they don't completely go out of business. Yeah. For they, them not to lose full liquidity, uh -huh. they will pause withdrawals. They will pause withdrawals, leaving you no access to your funds. Like what happened they, with Celsius, what happened with Voyager. It happens with Coinbase whenever Bitcoin. Happens, quote, yeah, but these are companies, I'm talking, I made an example of yeah. companies who went bankrupt and mm -hmm. you people are currently stuck. Yeah. I'm also one of those people currently yeah. stuck. Yeah, in Celsius. With Celsius. Yeah, that's not, a, that's, that's not a good one. Learning lessons along the way. I'm also a believer in if you're not if you're you're not gonna use if yeah so have it might as well use I told it. you I told you this when we when we first started using Celsius it was like the six because okay so the thing is with Celsius they were offering six percent back uh, on BTC on B on BTC which is easy to do when things are up yeah when when the when the markets are are when green, markets are up six percent is easy um I was like wow that sounds great issue is it's centralized and they could you don't have keys you don't have access to your keys so. Eventually, what happened was, well, Celsius went bankrupt. And yeah, they're they're or they're filing bankruptcy. Yeah, now. they're they trying to figure out they how they went to, bankrupt for like for, for mistakes they for made poor poor investment for poor investment for poor decisions because yeah. I knew they had to be investing. You can't make six percent out of thin air. Yeah, you don't just make six percent out of thin air. I also thought they should have adjusted the interest the interest <laughs> they were charging per loaning. I think that's that would have been a hundred percent value. Like it would have been a hundred percent, like justifiable. Uh, justifiable. That's the word I was looking for. Justifiable. Like okay, we can't offer these low percentages. We have to bump it up. Bump up the yeah. Which even if it's even if it's higher than what it was, you were still competing because markets are are still high. I took the biggest shit when that happened. <laughs> when uh, Celsius started pausing trading, they essentially. They, they, you couldn't move any money, even within their platform. You couldn't, you couldn't move, you yeah. couldn't move any money. I was like, oh my God. I took out a loan with them. I was like, yeah, oh. you're, you're scared because of a margin call. I was like, yeah, I had margin calls. I was like, okay. You were also close to margin calls by that point. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay. I need to figure out a way to pay off this, this loan before, but they, they weren't accepting. There's like no way. There was like, I really had to work around it and try to find a way to send some money into Celsius. So that I could pay off the loan so we're both, in Celsius. We're both in the same spot. We both have some coins in Celsius that are not going to be moved for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a hurtful amount. It's not an amount to to like be like, oh, I I got so I got off my stuff. So actually, there we have gotten off nice. There's the biggest holder in in the current lawsuit. Like people who they've reached out to is a holder who has eighty million worth of uh, crypto. Okay, so you see. I don't know what that guy was thinking. Six percent. He was. That's what he was thinking. Okay, so I'm also looking at it. If he has eighty million there, he probably has two hundred million somewhere else. Somewhere else. That's actually kind of facts. That might be Loki facts. No. I I would hope that's the case. I would hope. I, I hope that's his yeah. higher yeah. eighty million. Yeah. There. Yes. Yes. Ultimately, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. That guy is like sanity. Because if it's not, for, that's pain. That's that's. <laughs> but, uh, and no we don't have video yet Alex just did the gunshot to his head <laughs> and he's like die you know like that and I was like, like no need to die it's only 80 million you can make that up some somehow just, you can start OnlyFans at this rate just win the lottery again win the you might lose a half of that you might lose more than half on taxes <laughs> with the rate uh, the IRS has been lately yeah so 
have multiple wallets, multiple accounts, multiple for, accounts, for exchanges. multiple exchanges you're going to be using. Do not keep large amounts uh -huh. on exchanges. Okay, now that we're on the topic of exchanges, I, ideal situation. Don't use your actual email whenever you're signing up for these exchanges, because if those exchanges get get hacked, then you become a prime target for crypto crypto uh, phishing for phishing attacks. You know, I've thought about that because like, I use, I have one email. Mm -hmm. I I don't have one email. I have multiple emails. You got you got multiple. I know I know you got multiple. I got multiple emails. <laughs> I got more than one. And I have it so centralized. You just use one. I just use one. Okay, so this is something that I found out recently. Um, the guy from Coin Bureau does this. Um, he uses multiple emails for any account that he's logging into. So, like, he, let's say he's making a Coinbase. I would assume he use he would use his name Coinbase at gmail.com and then have every email sent to that email forwarded to like a centralized email. Yes. So like he just has different emails and then just emails forwards those emails. So then when he gets notified, oh, this exchange got hacked. Okay, cool. Delete that email, change the email. Get now any, email. any emails coming into, into that centralized um, location from the auto forward is theoretically clean. Yeah. That's one way of security. Also, the best way to be secure is have multiple layers of security. Meaning more than one point has to fail for you to be screwed out of it. anything. Yes. That's like key principle when it like when it comes to security. It is with that being said, there take that with a grain of salt, because it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, that means the most friction. amount of friction. Friction, yeah, yeah. It's not easy. So that's always like it's always like the argument I have with my dad. He's like, I don't feel secure. I was like, Yeah, because you have you. He was like, Because your your things get in the way and you don't like it. He's because like, I, I implement security for him. Specifically, next topic for what you should do first for for things would be uh, setting up two factor authentication on everything on literally everything. Yeah, everything should happen. Everything that you can get. Or biometrics. Biometrics work. They're good. They're better than SMS. What? Oh. Uh, standard messaging. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, like, I have also biometrics. Yeah, yeah. Like, As a two-factor authentication. Oh, just assign it. It makes it more difficult because it's your unique prints mm -hmm. or in or your unique face. Mm -hmm. Um. So when you set up two-factor authentication, it is okay. You got to put in your 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 first form of authentication. Yeah, you have to put in, for example, your one password and then and then uh six letter six number phrase uh character. That's your that's email to you, text to you, or called you. Randomly generated by, uh, or randomly generated one. That's the one that I set up for him. That's mainly Apple. No, Google has one. Oh, Google also has Google you're right, you're right, you're right. And there's there's a handful of other ones also. Yeah, but I'm saying the most common are not that. So yeah, mo most experience. people most people use SMS or email. That's when they get offered. I don't get the random generator one. There's, it's you gotta you gotta you gotta download the app. Then you gotta like connect it. It's it's a little bit of a headache. Security. <laughs> he said that, and I was like, I'm not doing none of that. I already have two facts. I'm so, good. So I set it up for my dad, and then he's like, Where do I find this code? I was like, It's in the app. We we we, we just download. We just download. <laughs> he's like, Oh my god, I can't remember that. I was like. It's right. It's right there. It's right next to it. It's right. It's like right. It's on your home. It's on, on your home screen right next to all the apps that you use. <laughs> and he's like, I don't see it. 
He's like, oh, okay, that one. <laughs> oh my god, what a headache. <laughs> Security, like we've been saying this entire episode, is typically a headache. No, no, no. Oh, your dad. I, right? I'm good with my like. I know what, what I have implemented. <laughs> Whenever I forget something, I'm like, oh my god, now I gotta fix this. Like, then yeah, that that's where the headache comes in for me. It's typically the headache I'm is from my dad, where he just completely like, Alex, I don't want to fuck this up. Come over here. That's funny. So he calls me. He calls me quite often. It's, Fair it's, enough. All I know for for the most part is that his his stuff is not not completely shit because I kind of like. Kind of Can like, you handle it? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, but actually speaking about that, I started I started taking care of that after um he got hacked. He got he got uh, yeah. He got, oh the uh, the was WhatsApp his, one, was right? WhatsApp. His, I remember. his WhatsApp got compromised. He asked he asked one of uh, someone in the family for he money. He asked he asked multiple people. He, for money. He said he sent me he's like, "Oh, I'm in a little bind. I need to str- I'm like I'm I need your help. Can you send me some money?" I was like, this motherfucker, he's in the room right next to me. He's in the room right next to me, and he got bread, more bread than me in his water right now. I was like, this guy. This guy. I was like, Wrong guy to say that. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, bro. Wrong person to pay. I was like, this guy, got, this guy got rocked with the wrong person. Immediately, I go to the next room. I was like, right, we need to fix your shit right now. And he's like, what's happening? He's like, someone hacked and then, uh, And then I was like, my aunt's calling me, telling me that, that, she, that you're asking her for money. And he's what did like, he say? He's like, I'm not, though. I was like, I know you're not. <laughs> Why did you scream in the microphone? I'm sorry, microphone. No, the listeners are sorry. You have to be sorry for it. I'm sorry, listeners. I heard you. Well, What's our time at? Pterodactyl screech. What? Oh, my my screaming into the microphone. Okay. <laughs> we are at 53 minutes and 30 seconds um, without the intro. What do you mean without the intro? The dun, 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 oh, dun, the music. Dun, dun. Yeah, but it's only like 15 seconds. Yeah, so 53 minutes and... Wait, 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 wait for it. We should be at 54 minutes right now. Fair enough. I was going to say anything, but I forgot my train of thought real quick. Yeah, because you asked the time it was. And yeah, no. I'm, and then I dragged it out. And you I, did drag that out. And then I you it talked out. about me last episode dragging out the outro. You dragged out a question that was literally 10 seconds. I want you to be... And he talks about me. Alright, okay, so I do... I, I said something in the beginning uh, about uh, Chain Alice's uh, crime report. Yes. Um... I forgot to mention that the increase in uh, illicit trading for crypto includes a whole bunch of things that aren't specifically scams or hacks. Like? Um, money laundering. Oh. For an example, terrorist funding, which are things that, that happen. Like yeah, tornado, that are like illicit tornado. and yeah. illegal. And exactly. That's illegal, illicit and illegal. Yeah, this episode is just mainly how you... Just some steps. Yeah, some, some like introduction into... It's, crypto security um yes we will be delving into this on the constant yeah like, like this, this will probably be something we touch on every so often you, every this so might often. get redundant my god it might get a little redundant it might get a little redundant not for you guys honestly it just might be just for us sometimes no it might be redundant for you guys too. yeah it definitely will be redundant for that i'll bring it up in the pot i'll be like this guy said this again yeah you said that last uh, you said we're gonna be on episode 50, 50 something, and you're gonna be like, you said that on on episode eight, episode seven. We're not on episode eight. Episode seven. We're on episode seven. I corrected myself. Comes out this Thursday. We got listeners better in the episode five. One, remember that the episode six. Episode five? five was atrocious. Episode five. Why didn't you guys like 
the FOMO. No, no, no. The thing is, there is no one. There's two people listen to it. Two it's people. Two people. So it's not that they didn't like it. They just didn't catch it. I think it's our fault. Marketing. Think it's our fault. Marketing. marketing. We gotta get better. We gotta get better at marketing. Fair enough. We we just want people to hear it because we think this is helpful information. I do think this episode might be helpful. This is the most. This is probably like one of the better, more helpful information episodes we got. Absolutely. Anything else to share? Um. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. What? <laughs> I I don't know. I was just thinking about like the the the. Why are you uh, hiding your? You have a wife. That that meme of like that the guy who was being interviewed. He's like it's, it's like hide your kids. Hide your wife coming for you some something like that you don't you don't remember what i'm talking about someone someone knows what i'm talking about please show it to william because <laughs> uh, it was like a, he was like talking about like staying safe and protecting your oh, people i'll bring this up now just so so you can remember tomorrow okay when you edit this mm -hmm. you have to do a youtube okay yeah yeah we're, so. we're ideally going to get on youtube no video yet but the idea is to get video yeah we're working on the video it's a everything here is a work in progress. It's a work in progress we're here for the journey on the long journey. Fun journey, maybe. I'm having fun with it. We have fun so far. Pretty good information. I'm sure we'll figure out how we want to do this one day. I mean, we we figured out how we want to do it right now. <laughs> nah, you see, every time I hear a, a podcast or talk about when they started, like, yeah, it takes like a year to find your voice. Oh, yeah. You're, okay, so you mean like you're curious as to where we're going to be. Be in a year from now? Be in a year. Let me see. It's 52 weeks. If we don't miss a week, it's 52 episodes. Yeah. There should okay. be some change there. Celebration for episode 50 or episode 50, 52? Or 53? Neither. No celebration. 100. 100. 100 is cool. Or 104. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> I know. We're looking too far. We're looking it will happen. We'll, we'll get there. When we're a little closer, we'll worry about that. Yeah. We're still a little far. Yeah. Maybe we get to episode 40 and we're like, are we doing something? Right now, right now, what we got to focus on is bringing the quality content. The quality. We could go a little up in quality, if I'm honest. Maybe. I don't know. I like what we're saying. I like I like it. Oh, I meant like getting that thing we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. The little clock. Yeah. With a timer. I didn't mean the clock and the timer, but yes, I meant the foam padding for the room to get extra. Oh, the foam here. padding, foam padding, yeah, yeah. Also, we need to make this room a little more lively. William has a thing for foam. I don't. We were told to get it so it doesn't reverberate, <laughs> whatever that word is. As you guys can clearly see, we're on tangent mode. We're so the security part is all done at this point. <laughs> we've, we've reached the capacity for... No, no, he's reached capacity. For focus. I, I, I tell William my attention span for for most for most so of our conversations are about about an hour. Yeah, he's he talked about an hour, but this guy's funny. He told me he goes, I don't like more things longer than an hour. Shorter the better. He goes, I like, preferably forty five minutes or less. I sent him an eight minute video. He didn't finish the eight minute video. He stayed halfway. <laughs> I feel like sharing this so you can see his attention span, and he's making you all sit through an hour long of this. I'm not making what he's, <laughs> he guy. provides Laurong content. You can't watch an eight minute video. This guy. Look. Me, on the other hand, I would love to do this longer. You, I could go here for hours. I, I'm kidding. We don't have to go. Long. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just curious. If you were to sit here for the next two hours. Okay. 
Counting this hour that we already did. Count, count, no, no. Or another two hours. Another two hours as well. So okay. What, I was referring to. what would you What would you talk about? What would you do different? What would we talk about? Mm-hmm. Exactly what we've just been talking about. Okay, so. I don't. I, okay, I see. I see. I don't know. I feel like having two hours worth of conversation, like two hours worth of information to just spew on a specific topic when we talk. Oh, about- you don't have to spew it, though. And you don't, it doesn't have to be the same information. You can do an hour specifically talk, talking about what you want to talk about, and then the other hour could be something else. I see, I see. Yeah, because I'm thinking, I was like, I've never, like, very rarely do I go to, a, like, a lecture that's more than an hour long. First of all, if you're looking at this as a lecture, we have a problem here. No, I'm just saying. Uh, no, 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 we have a problem here. If you're looking at this saying. podcast like a lecture right now. I'm just saying. Because then, then we have to talk about how we want to present information. <laughs> Are you trying to tell people information? Are you trying to have a conversation? And then within that conversation, you're providing information. There's a difference. There's a slight difference. No, no, there's a big difference. There's a slight difference. No, big difference. Slight Not difference. slight, huge. I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I'm in a lecture, I'm having a conversation with the professor. I never feel like I'm having a conversation when I'm in a lecture. No? I feel like guys just telling me things. Oh. A conversation is when you answer, you say something, you I respond then you respond back to me, and then we're going back and forth. And I say something that may or may not make sense. You're like, that may not make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? Oh, and it doesn't make sense for X, Y, and Z. Uh, I see why it doesn't make sense. And it goes from there. Conversation. Conversation. Versus? Me saying words to you to the face. To the face. Just like, bah, 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 bah. This is it. This is that. Get it done. Like I said, that's why it take takes a year to find your voice. Take, take, take the quiz. I don't know if this is going to make it. Or not. It might, it may not. I'm good. Time to sign out? Uh, we could sign out. We're at an hour. I'm doing what you do. <laughs> I'm doing exactly what you did. What? You're running this for too long. <laughs> you said, you did said, that make it last pod? You said. That you were running this for too long? Um, no. I don't listen to the pods. I don't know. I don't listen to it either. I don't want to, I don't want to like interfere what, with the. What with do the... you mean you listen to it? Well, I, I don't listen to like, to like after post download. Okay. Post download because yeah. I know I know you don't I know you don't listen to it while editing because I'm the one who edits edits it. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, you have you're, to you're like, how are you not listening to our pod? <laughs> you're like, you you're, edit. you're editing. You edit. You how do you not listen to the pod? Okay, this no, is mandatory. Yeah, um, no, I mean like post download. Uh, I don't listen to that's edit. fair. I don't listen to the pod post down. I've already heard. I've I listened. I, I was through it. You've done sufficient. Yeah, <laughs> I edited it. I don't want to hear it a third time for two reasons. Why? <laughs> he only has one reason. Second reason. Second reason. Uh, the stats. I'd like. I like seeing the, the statistics. Yeah. So I think we're gonna close out. Stay tuned. Catch us on all our socials. William with the boat underscores between all those letters. What's yours? Now all those letters, all those words. All those words. Correct. He. <laughs> you're, you're about to have some people writing like twenty-four different like yeah. underscores. All those words underscore. That's William yeah, underscore with underscore the underscore. Oh. What's yours? Um, at Grander Alexander. That's right. That is right. <laughs> Next week's topic. So you, it's gonna be about NFTs. We're not sure how that's gonna go. It's gonna flow. Talk about. We like NFTs. We like NFTs. By the way, that three thousand dollars off was an NFT. I it was an NFT, yeah. It was an NFT. Yeah. My eight hundred was also an NFT. His eight hundred was off. <laughs>
It is what it is, guys. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what this one's gonna be. Lit. What's the what's the uh? <laughs> was just like... What's the title for this one? I just remembered I lost three thousand dollars on that. I just remembered. <laughs> kind of sting. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about NFTs next week and their use cases and other use stuff. cases, contracts, history, smart contracts, smartness. Our favorites, like, and how most popping, most interesting most, at the most moment. Interesting. I signing out. Yeah, this has been another week of Sometimes Crypto. The, the Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Catch you on the next one.